Welcome back. We are in Re uh, Genesis. I keep saying Revelation. We are in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6. Let's go. Genesis 1, 6. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament and from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and morning were the second day. So the expanse of space immediately above the earth, right? That's what we have in, in view here. Not the stellar heavens, nor the third heaven where God dwells. Uh, Genesis 1.20 helps to clarify this thought, that it's referring to the sky and atmosphere of earth rather than to the solar system and the heaven where God the Father dwells. Uh, Genesis 1.20 said, Then God said, Let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Warren Wearsby said, It seems that these waters were a vaporous blanket that covered the original creative mass. When separated from the landmass, the lower waters eventually became the ocean and the seas, and the upper waters played a part in the flood during Noah's day. So think about this like a huge water vapor, like in a tropical climate. There was no need for rain. It didn't even have to rain back then. Why? Because the vapor above the earth would have been sufficient for plant life. The water in the sky would eventually play a huge role in the flood of Noah's day. Think about it. So fast forward to Noah. We're going to get there down the road. But let's fast We're looking backwards. But as we're studying Genesis, we're looking forwards. Um, here, Noah hadn't built the built boat. The flood had not occurred. Noah, at some point, begins building the boat. It had never rained. He's still building the boat. People are making fun of him because it had never rained. They had never seen rain. They had never seen a flood, and especially not in that area. And then God made it rain, and the skies just opened. All that incredible, amazing water vapor was up there, just started raining down. First time ever to rain. The water separation also foreshadows God's parting of the Red Sea by God for Moses, right? He did that for Moses and the Israelites. And here he's proving that it's possible to part water from water, for God to part water from water. And he's going to do that for God, uh, for Moses and the Israelites and the Red Sea so that they can escape from the Egyptians, as we'll study later on in Genesis. Of course, this is all looking backwards in time um, for us today, but we're studying it from the beginning of creation forward uh, for Genesis. And so this was the second day. So on the second day, God made the sky. On day one, he let there be light and darkness and the 24-hour day-night cycle, the 24-hour day cycle begin. Yes, you'll sometimes see references in the Bible that do not refer to a 24-hour period, but they'll be descriptive when that happens, like the day of the Lord, for example. Um, but when you just see the word day, it's a 24-hour day. The, they, the writers back then thought it was a 24-hour day. It's logical to think it's a 24-hour day. It's a 24-hour day. So whenever you see that word day, think 24-hour day, unless the context clearly makes it otherwise, such as in the case of the day of the Lord. And here we go to verse 9. Then God said, let the, waters, uh, let the waters under the heavens 
be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So God said this. He spoke this. That's how powerful God is. I can't speak anything into existence. I can't create anything. You can't create anything. We can merely look at the ingredients that God gave us, dirt, nitrogen, rare earth materials, all this stuff. We're not creating anything down here. We use the word create because we want to make ourselves feel powerful. But we're not creating anything. We're just discovering something that God had already created and just allows us to discover and put ingredients and different things together in our thought process, gifts that he gave us to make things. But he's the one who created it. We don't create it. We're like so proud. We're like, look, I created this internet company. I created this, you know, silicone computer chip, semiconductor, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so proud of myself. I'm the most amazing person ever. And God's like, uh, actually, you should be giving glory to me because I created that. Not me, Mike. I'm talking about God. And so we want to be careful, right? We're just simply discovering things that he allowed us to discover. And he knew before the beginning of time that we would discover uh, and and that most of us would steal the glory or try to steal the glory from God and let people worship us instead of worshiping him. He knew this from the beginning, and yet he still created us. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares about you. He knew that you were going to screw up. He knew that I was going to screw up, and he knew that he was going to offer a way of eternal redemption through the act of himself, of his son, dying on a cross, being humiliated, spit on, beat up, and murdered by the actual things that he created. So, so God said, so he spoke this, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together. So the waters are gathered and let dry land appear. The dry land appears. So you've got waters, you've got dry land. And it was so. Verse 10, and God called the dry land earth. Wow, that's cool. Earth, right? The dry land is earth. And gathering together on the, of the waters he called seas. So you've got the earth and the seas. We clearly know what that means. And God saw that it was good. Here's the second time that he said good. He said good. On the first day, when he, when he let there be light and created the day cycle, uh, he did not say good on the second day. Um, here he is saying good on the third day in reference to the earth and the seas. Then verse 11, then God said, so he speaks again, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. So we've got grass, herbs, and fruit trees grass herbs and fruit trees verse 12 and the earth brought forth grass the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind don't look past this this is one of those things that so often is overlooked in the bible you're just reading going along you're like okay yada yada think about this this is huge whose seed is in itself according to its own kind we can only reproduce after our own kind. If you have a proper biblical view, worldview, then you'll believe that there is microevolution, but not macroevolution. Microevolution is the small, tiny things that we, after our own kind, uh, may change over time. Uh, certain things, features may arise or get better or stronger or something but not macroevolution. Macroevolution is saying we came from nothing. Nothing created something. Uh, there are these gases that just somehow f just arranged and they weren't created and no one created them and they arranged and they erupted. And then, you know, uh, fish crawled onto land and then reproduced somehow and monkeys and 
we can crossbreed all these different kinds. No, no, no. No, you can't. It, the Bible tells us right here, you, there's seed in itself according to its own kind. You can only reproduce after your own kind. Think about it. A monkey and a person, if they had relations, could not reproduce. It is impossible. Yet, evolution says that we came from monkeys or apes or whatever the crazy stuff they say is. And so, if that were true, then you, you would think that we would be able to reproduce with a monkey or an ape or something. Um, but that is clearly not the case. And it's another reason why evolution should completely be rejected. God created reproduction. He created life by creating seed inside of that life. This is why a man is a man and a woman is a woman. It's why a monkey and a man cannot reproduce together. Uh, evolution cannot be possible from a correct biblical worldview because evolution suggests that one animal, animal becomes another thing and then re reproduces with the former thing or a different thing to create a new thing. No. The Bible tells us right here, just nips it in the butt. God knew that so many people were going to have this secular worldview and this earthly view and focus on flesh and be like, oh, we created ourselves and oh my goodness, this is awesome. There's no God. There's no being. And uh, he, knew, he knew the whole evolution theory and argument would come to play. And so he nips it in the bud right here in verse 12. He says, nope, evolution did not happen. I am God. I created. And you can only reproduce after your own kind. And that says, and God said that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. So this is the third use of the word good. He said it about light in the day cycle. He said it about land and the seas. And now about vegetation and trees. Remember, he did not say it about the second day when he created the skies. Notice something here. Something that can easily be missed, the separation that's going on. Just think of that word separate, separation. God separates light and dark. He separated day and night. He separated land from water. Why? Because he calls us to separate ourselves from the world. He calls us to live in the world, but not of the world. He calls us to focus on treasures in heaven and not treasures on earth. He calls us to focus on eternal, not the temporal. He wants them all separated. And yes, he calls us to separate ourselves from sin. And this is the big one. This is the big one. He invites us to die to ourselves and be born again to follow him. He wants us to separate ourselves from ourselves. The old and the new. The former, the recreated. The firstborn and the reborn. Right? We got to be born again to be followers of Jesus. And... So on day three, he created the earth, the seas, vegetation, and trees. We can make that rhyme. Earth, seas, vegetation, and trees. Life was created on this third day. You see that? Not human life, but plant life. Doesn't that quaintly fit in with the fact that Jesus rose from, rose from the dead on the third day after his death? So he got new life on the third day after his death, and here on the third day, he's creating life. The grass, the herbs, and the trees. And this is not to get off and say... Oh, we should focus on trees and never cut a tree down and never eat a plant or a head of lettuce or anything. It's simply saying that they can reproduce after themselves. And with the seeds, the fruit tree can make more fruit. The herb, uh, herbs can make more herbs, etc. Right? And why is that there? Well, because it's going to be needed to sustain human life. And remember when uh, he creates, and we're going to get to that when he creates animals, he didn't create them for us to uh, eat. He created us, them to be uh, us to have dominion over them, but not to eat. He knew that we eventually would eat them, and he would release us of that. But he didn't want us to eat them initially because there was no sin. And because there was no sin, there was no death. 
and you can't eat an, eat an animal without killing it. And therefore, to eat an animal would have required death. So that couldn't have even come until after sin was entered. So great things to think about here. So, Lord, thank you so much for this amazing uh, study. Help us to understand your word. Help us to pray, to read, to study, to prove ourselves uh, capable of having conversations with other people, to stand strong for the truth. If we don't know the Bible, Lord, we're not going to be able to stand for it. We're not going to be able to have an intelligent discussion with another person, and we're not going to have the conviction, that the strong desire to go and tell people about it if we don't understand it. So help us to understand it, Lord. Help us to understand from the beginning that you created everything. In your amazing name, amen. Don't forget to check out and uh, our uh, website, truthgives.com, truthgives.com, where you can buy hats and t-shirts that uh, help support your conservative or uh, and or biblical values. Uh, we encourage you to wear your values. We know that the left and the socialists are wearing their values, and um, they're espousing them everywhere on Facebook and everything. Uh, usually you can't espouse your values on Facebook without being kicked off, but you can certainly wear that shirt around and show the town what you're about, what you stand for. Make today a great and blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.